0: Hey there, you're listening to More Than Potential, the podcast. On this show, we talk about mental health, well-being, and self-improvement from a Gen Z perspective. I'm your host, Faith. Hey, hey, guys, what's poppin'? (laughs) Uh, As y'all can hear, I was gonna say, listen, I'm in a good mood today. I think it's just because I bought these new, um, they're like, I don't know what to call them. They're like a uh, goldfish, but instead of goldfish, they're cute little penguins. They're like penguin snack crackers, and they're cheddar flavor. It's from Aldi. This is not sponsored. I just wanted y'all to know that Aldi be having some really good snacks. Like I don't know, I've been sleep on them. Cheap snacks, good. The same, basically, the same um, type of snacks that you can get. That are, they're just not name brand. They're generic. Um, but yeah, it was low-key good, y'all. I'm impressed. Okay, Aldi, little girl, she's showing out. But anyway, so that's not the topic for today's uh, podcast. I just felt like that was important for you to know. <laughs> um, today's episode is going to be a little bit more of a fun one, but kind of not. Um, I wanted to talk about hookup culture and how tragic and traumatic, like, literally everything is. So... I'm gonna start out by saying that I am the, I'm a reformed hoe, you know what I mean? I had my hoe moment during the pandemic and it was so not the best time, but it was also the best time for me to come to terms with that part of myself and understand that like, I'm grown, I could do whatever I want, but also I am, I need to be fully responsible in how I act and behave from here on out. And that, you know, when the pandemic is over, I need to make sure that I am doing what I need to be doing, you know, not falling into the same pitfalls. I think hookup culture is very, very dangerous, actually. And I think the reason why is because you can buy into a lot of this like propaganda and a lot of the stuff that you're told that is actually kind of toxic, and it does not help women at all. And I'm going to break down why I feel that is. But just generally speaking, I think that there were some narratives that I kind of bought into that are endemic of pan of uh, not pandemic endemic of hookup culture. And I just, I don't think it was a good idea. In retrospect, I realized some of the things that I was told just simply put are not good ideas and I should have never listened to what people on social media were saying. So I'm not sure where I should start. Should I start with my whole story? The epic whole story that like is low-key funny? My friends already know about this, but you know... The whole story that really made me feel like, dang, girl, you know, you ever have a moment where you just do something so outlandish that even you are like, wow, did I really have to do all that, girl? I don't know. I've been debating if I should even tell this story, but I think it's like low-key kind of funny. I'm, all I will say, I'm going to just, I'm going to keep it short and sweet, y'all, because I've really been debating this for a long time because I'm about to expose myself. So long story short, yes, we are in a pandemic, but no, no. Hoes don't catch a cold, not really. Um, I what ended up happening was okay, I was talking to this guy, and this was around like October or something, so it was definitely like cold outside, cold enough. And I was talking to him, and we were trying to date or whatever. And around this time, I started to realize that. He was just not giving me romantic energy. And I couldn't figure out why. You know, we had fun together. He seemed cool. It just, I guess he didn't think it was good enough, whatever. But I was really pressed about it. I actually did a an, uh, an episode about him a few episodes ago where I was talking about like how I ghosted one guy and then got played by another one. And I felt like the biggest clown. Yeah. Th- yeah, that guy. Um, So I do remember really liking him and I was like trying to see what could potentially pop off because you know when you date a guy and you are surprised that you actually like him it's even worse because then you're like ooh, like you start thinking things you start thinking things different thinking about things differently and so I was like okay well my expectations actually crept up over time and around this time I realized that like he wasn't meeting my expectations you know I wanted a guy to date, not a guy to just have fun with. And he just kind of gave me, I'm just having fun vibes. And it kind of disappointed me. It did because it showed me that like, it doesn't even matter if a man even actually claims to like me at the end of the day, it just never is going to work out. So at this time I was realizing, man, this guy may not even really want to be with me like that. What if he's just here to have fun? This guy told me that he wants to be in a relationship, but he's not acting like it. And I, I admit there was a little bit of like sadness mixed in with that when I realized that it was never going to go anywhere, or it was highly likely it was never going to go anywhere because he just wasn't giving me the energy I needed. So that's when I started making toxic choices. Um, <laughs> so I'm just to give you context. Um, what ended up happening was Homeboy said he was going to come over on Saturday. And during that week, I heard from my ex-boyfriend, kind of. Well, I don't know if I'd call him my ex-boyfriend because we were only boyfriend and girlfriend for two weeks before I realized something was really, really off about him and I couldn't pinpoint what it was. So I broke up with him. Really random, but I broke up with him in the most random way possible. Um, Not even intentionally, I just, it just came out that we need to break up. So I don't regret it, by the way. Anyway, so my ex-boyfriend, I heard from him that week and he, I guess, had stopped seeing this girl. So we had this off and on situation going on where if both of us were single and both of us were available, he would just clap these cheeks real, real quick and then we would not speak about it until the next time he would clap these cheeks. And that's what happened. So he hit me up to let me know, hey, you know, it's been a few months. How's it going? I miss you. And I was like, what do you want? <laughs> but, you know, I knew what he wanted. He wanted some, 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 some cookies. And so I told him no at first because I was still trying to decide how I wanted things to go with, let's just call him Aaron. Aaron, I was trying to decide how I wanted things to go with Aaron, because I did like him. But I was slowly starting to realize that Aaron just was not it wasn't working. And so um, I doubled back to my ex and said, Okay, actually, I can come over. I think this happened on Friday afternoon, Friday afternoon, I was just really trying to be reckless. And I was like, Okay, fine, Aaron, I'm just gonna come over to your house. Now. Not Aaron, Uh, I just told my ex I was going over to his house on Saturday and I told him that I would. So that being said, Saturday rolls around and guess who decides to pull up? Aaron, Aaron wants to see me again. And you know, I let it happen. So Aaron comes over to my apartment and we hang out and other things take place. And it was just a good time. But overall, it was a really good time. Um, I enjoyed myself, yeah, and (laughs) So around the time that Aaron was clapping these cheeks, it started raining and it was like raining cats and dogs outside. It was really bad. And I live in the Midwest. And so one thing you should know is that in the Midwest, there is always the threat of like an actual tornado, which is something that I've had to get accustomed to. And so when it rains, it pours. But there's also this strong wind element that the wind just like beats on your windows and on your door. So it's 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 taken a lot of getting used to because I'm not used to the wind being that vicious. And so there was a tornado warning and um, Aaron was like, oh, crap, there's a tornado. What should we do? Um, And Aaron was, of course, watching the weather and then also just looking out the window to see what we needed to do and planning in case we needed to, you know, find shelter. And so at this time, we were just like talking, hanging out, but also being mindful Aaron couldn't go home and Aaron lived in another state. So Aaron lived in Kansas, I believe. So Aaron had traveled across state lines to come see me and he couldn't go home until like the weather cleared. So we both had to watch and see what was happening at the time. Um, Eventually, you know, everything passes. There was no tornado. Everything was fine. It was just a really, really bad thunderstorm. So Aaron sees that things are starting to clear up and then he goes home. Now, if you have been paying attention, you know, that my ex also wanted me to to see me that day on Saturday. And so as you know, things start to clear up, you know, outside the weather. I'm like, "Hmm, I guess I'll go see my ex." So that's what I did. I took a shower, I freshened up a bit and I left. Fed my cat and then left. As I'm driving across state lines, <laughs> <laughs> to go see my ex, who also lives in Kansas, in the same city, my dad. And the city's kind of small. So it's, this is really messy, actually. I'm, I am wouldn't be surprised if they knew each other in some capacity. But anyway, I'm driving across state lines to go see my ex in Kansas. And, get, <laughs> and guess what? I run straight into a thunderstorm. Because I guess the way like the, the, the weather patterns were moving or the, the patterns... the the clouds were moving i know nothing about the weather y'all all All i know is that it was moving in a certain direction and i ended up driving right into the storm because as it cleared where i was it was headed towards kansas apparently so i didn't know this and i ended up driving straight through a really really bad thunderstorm and like i said the wind is what gets you right so i'm driving through cornfields and shit headed to kansas For this dick appointment. And I'm just like, wow, I am really about to risk my life. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I would never have driven had I known it was that bad. I I I wouldn't have known. But it was clearing up on my end, right? So I'm driving through it. And like I mentioned, the wind is really bad. So like as I'm driving, the wind is like beating the crap out of my car. Like I'm a little nervous. I start listening to Beyonce. So if I gotta leave this this earth, you know, I'm to the left, to the left. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) so yeah um i'm like scared scared but you know i make it in one piece i pull up at my ex's house i really didn't know if i was gonna make it because there was a point where it was so dark and then like i'm driving through cornfields and the only lights are coming from like the big semis driving the opposite direction so i was really scared i make it to my ex's house and you know things ensue And that night, as I went to bed after getting my cheeks clapped for the second time that day, I just remember being like, am I really a whore? Is this like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had to sit there and be like, wow, this, 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 this is what I'm doing. This is what the pandemic has brought me to. But I didn't even feel any shame in my game. I didn't like, if anything, I was just very happy. I was very satisfied and happy. And, you know... I wanted to use this as a segue into the conversation about hookup culture because I think that, you know, although I have definitely benefited from hookup culture and I have absolutely had a few hoe moments, I think having sex with two different men in the same night within like an hour of each other is probably the biggest hoe moment I've ever had and I will ever have. I don't ever plan on topping that. But um, I do think that hookup culture can be dangerous and here's why. Oh, y'all, don't judge me. I hear y'all judging me. Don't judge me. The Bible say don't judge, okay? Listen, the pandemic has really affected my mental health, but also I just don't be seeing nobody. So I will take any opportunity to see people. If you go clap these cheeks and we gonna talk about our feelings, I'm here, I'm there. Bring a pizza and I'm definitely there. You know. So listen, you know what I'm saying? I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. The pandemic has affected me in multiple ways. Uh, But anyway, the reason why I think hookup culture is kind of problematic, it's for multiple reasons. So for one, I, yes, I am a full proponent of women doing what they want to with their bodies, living their best lives. We don't have the right to tell women what they're doing with their bodies. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand this concept of men and women being judged by different metrics. Like if a guy can just have sex casually, so can a woman, no big deal. The problem is that the effects of that activity are not felt equally. So if a man has casual sex, then he might produce a baby. But if a woman has casual sex, she is forced to carry that baby to term. We are faced with the potential for Roe v. Wade to be overturned, which I don't think is that likely given the justices we have, but it's always possible. It's always possible, right? Since we have um, more conservative justices on the Supreme Court. um, I think that like, since it is a possibility, since it's something that could actually happen and affect millions of women in the United States, when we have to consider the effects of hookup culture, we also have to acknowledge that like, women have completely different societal standards and expectations and consequences of that action. Like women could have children. And they could be forced to carry those children to term if they don't want them, even if they don't want them. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that first and foremost, hookup culture doesn't make sense because it it's literally being necessitated by birth control methods and access to education and health care. If those things are not true, then there's not as much equality as we would like. So we would need women to have access to health care and, you know, birth control that's affordable and safe. And we also need for the option to have, you know, a more extreme solution, you know, that would need to be available to all women to make all sorts of choices that benefit them in their lives for us to have hookup culture equitably and responsibly. But since that's not happening, I do think that women stand to lose more than they stand to gay from hookup culture, just from that alone, like There is a biological imperative. Women can get pregnant and they can have children. And the men are not going to be the ones that take care of these children. Let's be real. Even in marriages, men are not the ones taking care of kids. It's usually the women. So, you know, I just, I have a hard time convincing women to have casual sex, knowing that that is a real possibility and knowing that, you know, overturning Roe v. Wade is still on the table. It could still happen. You know, I think we need to be responsible and also be very strategic about how we move given certain things that have happened politically. But even beyond that, right, hookup culture to me as it pertains to mental health, I think what it does is it creates a situation that I don't think women in a certain age predicted. Like, I would say maybe several decades ago, women thought that sexual liberation was the liberation that women should aspire to. So the idea that, you know, a feminist move, a feminist statement should be a woman using her body however she pleases and like basically just sexual gratification and pleasure is what women should be after and the equality in that meaning men and women should be able to have that sexual pleasure without the consequence of having children is definitely the goal. And while I understand why they felt that way, I think there's a lot of caveats to that. And I think women of today's generation are starting to notice that there's some emotional fallout that happens. So here's the thing, right? One thing I've always been curious about is how in the world, how, how in the world are we convincing women that casual sex is really the one of the strongest tenets of true equality when like that is not encouraging men to treat you better. And it's certainly not necessarily leading to orgasms either. Like, I don't know if y'all are familiar with this, but there's a term called the orgasm gap, which is basically used to describe the fact that in most sexual interactions, men are having an orgasm where women are not. So if we got all these people having all this casual sex and y'all are not really getting off and having the fulfilling sex that you want, what is the reason? It seems to me at that point that you're having a bunch of casual sex, but it's not fulfilling. It sometimes may not be consensual and you feel coerced. So if that's the case, then how is just the nature of having casual sex fulfilling? How is that supposed to be the equality? Where is the, where is the empowerment in that exactly? Where's the empowerment in just having sex to have sex because you can without having a kid in most situations? Where's the empowerment in that? Because it would actually need to Be beneficial to you. It would need to, first of all, get you off. But if a lot of women aren't even getting off and the orgasm gap is quite substantial, apparently, between men and women, straight men and straight women, then like something needs to change. Y'all are having sex with a bunch of dudes who don't even care to get you off, let alone care about you as a person, which is what I'll get to next. You're just having sex to have sex at that point. And like, I don't get it. And that's where we get into the emotional fallout aspect because men are not necessarily treating women better because they have more access to you, right? Like if a man, if you're like, I'm a feminist, I can do whatever I want, I'm a grown woman, you know what I'm saying? And then like, you just have sex with a bunch of dudes, they, you can consider that a feminist statement if you would like, but like that doesn't mean that the men that you're having sex with respect you, like you, treat you well, and make it a fulfilling experience for you. So if they're not doing that, then you can feel as a woman like you've been used emotionally. And that's where I believe this concept of like a soul tie or like ties that bind, soul bonds or whatever. I think that's where it comes from. This idea that women are participating in exchanges with men that are not necessarily fulfilling. So what women are starting to understand is all the sex that y'all are having doesn't lead to healthy or fulfilling relationships with men it actually makes you feel used. And because so, women, so many women have sex with men that don't care about them, they feel used, they feel disregarded, they don't feel respected. And so at that point, we would have to say there's a severe emotional fallout with hookup culture because let's be honest, are men really incentivized by things that are in such high demand? Like if we didn't even put a pu- premium on pussy, right? Let's just say pussy was available for any man who wanted it at any time. Do y'all really think? That men would treat women well? I'm just being honest because, and I know, I know what you're going to say. Women are more than just vagina. We're people. I get that. But from a male perspective, right? Let's just think about this as if we're dudes. If you know that pussy is on demand, meaning you can go on an app, schedule some pussy for you at a certain time that week, right? Any and all variations, any and all kinds. Would you care about the person? What would be the incentive to actually make sure that woman got off and had a good experience when you know you could just replace her with another one if she starts to act funny. That's how guys feel. They feel as if we are replaceable. The wide availability of cheap and accessible sex has made it so that men feel like they don't have to try at all. They don't have to like you. They don't have to pretend to care about you at all. At this point, they just have the sex and keep it pushing. And women, honestly, if we're being honest with ourselves, the majority of these guys aren't even really pretending to like us. They're so unconvincing and trying to pretend to like us. I think we convince ourselves that they like us. You know what I'm saying? And so you convince yourself that he likes you. You You really make yourself believe that this man really truly wants to be with you. And then you have sex with him and surprise, he's no longer interested. But like, did that man even care? How do you know that he cared about you? Oh, so he told you he liked you. What did, what, what were his, what were his actions showing you? This is the emotional follow I'm talking about. And so I have to question this idea that like hookup culture is good for women and good for men because anyone can just have sex at any time. It's so liberated. But like liberation from responsibility is not real freedom to me. Like, and I know that's a very controversial thing, but. I don't think that's really true anymore. Like if we literally tell men that you can have sex with us, you can do whatever you want to us, you can do all this kinky, nasty, dirty stuff to us, but you don't have to care about us as human beings. There's no emotional exchange. There's no aftercare really for most of these dudes. What What, what is the fulfillment? Where is the freedom in that? You literally freed them from any real responsibility to care for you, your emotions, your heart, like your reputation, any of that. And, you know, and this is not to say, and I'm going to get into the core of this, because f- the hookup culture is basically about having as much sex as possible without marriage or family. And while I don't think that you should be punished for ha- for having sex with children, I think that's very extreme. Like, I, that's just financially, like, economically doesn't make sense. But then also, like, it, in terms of, like, human nature, forcing people to have children that they don't want just leads to abuse and leads to a bunch of other really bad things. But I think that like when we decided that sex and love and marriage no longer went together, but that they could be separated, I think it caused some problems because now we're seeing is that men biologically, right? Are not wired to just have sex with you and feel an emotional bond from that. Women are more likely to, based on the um, hormones that are released, feel that right? They feel that bond. Men don't feel that bond in the same way. And it, it, they they experience the act of falling in love differently, like biologically from what I've read. What, men, what happens is that men actually decrease, that bonding hormone decreases after they've had sex and they start to see clearly who you are. And that's why you have sex with a dude and he's just no longer interested because he may have been interested at first but you didn't really give time to for him to understand you, grow to love you, like you and learn you as a person. Men truly experience that bonding and that emotion, that feeling for women that they work for. That is not something that's just theory. It's actually, it's fact. It's rooted in fact. A lot of men biologically are wired to care more about things that require more effort and that's that sort of Um, investment in time and emotional energy that he's spending to get you to like him will then turn into real emotions and feelings that even after the sex they remain because after the sex is has happened and the lust has like been removed from his eyes there has to be real emotion and feeling there and a lot of women are not doing that they just think just having sex just having sex is the goal but like you're having a bunch of sex with men who don't even like you and probably never really cared for you in any real way. Some of them don't even pretend to like you when you still have sex with them. And you know, I'm not saying that marriage is the only way to ascertain a man is interested in you, but I do think that love and sex at the least should go together because you should not really be having sex with people who have not shown you that they love you through their actions. I'm starting to believe that that might be the the code of conduct by which I live by now. Not because sex is bad or wrong, because that's not it. I think it's the fact that like you need in order to experience a really, truly fulfilling relationship with a straight man, the way they're socialized, they need to work for it. Like they actually I, I do feel at this point that they can only feel deep and sincere feelings for women that they have not had sex with when they have sex with you most of the time and don't, don't 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 sit here and be like oh well my friend had sex with her man on the first date and now they're married exceptions don't make the rule The problem with women is that we all feel like we're the exception. We all feel like special snowflakes. We all feel like we can date a bad man and turn him around into a good man. We all feel like we can train a man to be the type of man we want because getting the man that we actually want requires a lot more effort from us. And that might mean that we need to level up to attract the man we actually want. So instead of doing that, what do we do? We try to build a man, like a builder bear, and it doesn't work. So don't sit here and tell me about your friend that did this that and the third because she's an exception honey the rule is most of these guys don't even know you enough to like you and when you have sex with them they just decide they're no longer interested and they don't care about your emotions at all because that was never a factor for them like you you literally did not even give the situation time to grow and develop before you opened your legs so to me, hookup culture does not actually lead to real liberation from, for women because that would mean that we're having better sex, we're having better um, connections with men that we truly care for and we're having fulfilling relationships. If we're not doing those things, if we don't, that, how, where's the empowerment in that? You know what I'm saying? Like, where's the empowerment? As a woman, I feel more empowered. I would feel, just in general, more empowered having sex with a man who gave a shit about me and like actively wanted to improve my life in some way men who love you want to be of use to you like they will they will make themselves useful truly truly I've seen it men who really care about you will do what they need to do to make you feel safe and cared for now in the way that they do it varies but generally speaking they will put themselves to work if they if they genuinely like you and want to help you they will do what they have to do to make your life better and and, and that's going to be their goal their goal in life is really going to be to make your life easier if they truly care for you And so to me, I think that like having all this casual sex does not necessarily mean that these men care at all. It never does. I've learned the hard way. When you have sex with these men, it kind of like torpedoes any real sincere interest they could have had in you because all the incentive is gone. I'm not saying that you had to put the pussy on a premium and lock that shit up. I'm just acknowledging that you need to work on engaging men emotionally and if that takes longer, so be it. If that takes a shorter amount of time, so be it. But you need to understand what they truly care about, what this man you're dealing with truly cares about and what he wants. Because if you don't understand that, then you're just going to have sex with a strange man that you don't really know that well and be surprised when he doesn't want to date you anymore after two dates. It's because you you had sex with him too early. He, had no, he has no investment in you. He has not invested any time, effort, or energy. He has not emotionally committed to you he's not emotionally committed to making that work with you so no the sex is just going to be something that happened and he's going to keep moving um and I'm saying this knowing that I have broken these rules myself like I'm not saying this to judge anybody because honestly like I'm not traumatized because I've only had two sexual partners literally only the two and it's going to be that way for a while but I think that like I can see how not having any sort of self-awareness could take me down a path where I'm consistently having sex with men that I just am disappointed by. You know what I'm saying? I think the worst feeling as a woman is disappointment. Like the worst feeling that I think men feel this too. Men hate when women are disappointed in them because I, as a woman, I hate being disappointed with a man. There's nothing worse than having a man that you're just disappointed by because you're like, you could have been so much better. I had so much envisioned, so much planned, so much thought geared towards like what this could have been. And then you just dropped the ball. And it's just not that at all. And that disappointment is so tangible. And so, you know, after you go through so many different disappointments with men, it does take a toll on you because you start to feel like every man is going to disappoint you. And you know, I don't know if I've got to that point. I might have got to that point though. Because although I've only had sex with two people, like my my body count is low and I think it's going to stay that way for a very long time. But I just I just know that although my body count is low, emotionally, my body count is high. Because there's been so many times where I've tried to like a man. I've tried to emotionally invest in a man. I've tried to essentially build that relationship and that connection. And it just gets rebuffed. Like my advances get completely rebuffed by these dudes. They, they are quite, and that's why a lot of women feel like men only want them for sex. Because if we try to build an emotional connection first, we realize fairly quickly that like, you're not interested. You have no, you have no, real investment in what we have to say, no investment in getting to know us as people. It's very much like, I'm just here for a good time. So, you know, this is not to look down on anyone because that's not what I'm saying because I've literally been the victim of this, but I do know that there has been so many situations where I felt disappointed by men just being men that I've been like, I'm not even sure what it would take for a man to feel emotionally connected to me Because of the fact that so many of them don't want to put in the work at the beginning. So many of them. And this is where a lot of women have problems because a lot of us think that we can circumvent that work by having sex with them early. And that will kind of create a shortcut to his, you know, shortcut to the connection that you want, but it's, it doesn't, it does the opposite it kills any connection that you could have built. But I think that more broadly speaking, a lot of women don't know how to build that connection with men, because a lot of men aren't seeking that connection. It's like they're, that part of their brain is just turned off. You know, I, I think this kind of leads me to believe, this is my theory, that a lot of men are not seeking actual emotional connections with women. I think it happens by surprise. And I think that That is the reason why a lot of men, it's one of the two things, either it happens by surprise and the man was not expected to actually care about that woman or two, um, a lot of these dudes just decide to care. And those are the men who just marry the next woman that comes by. You know, uh, that's why you're a woman who can date a man for six years and he's not interested in getting married. And then you break up or he breaks up with you. And then six months later, he's announcing his engagement to another woman. Because he might've been the type of man that just puts his signal on, right? When he's ready to get down and settle and he's just ready to do his thing, he's going to literally just turn on this light like a, like a taxi cab. And then he'll pick up the first woman that comes along. The problem is sometimes it's very difficult to tell which kind of guy the man is. Is he a man who just falls in love by accident And at that point, you just get lucky. I truly feel if you're stuck with a dude or if you have feelings for a man who it would just take a miracle, it's because he's the type of guy that like just has, he falls in love by accident. A lot of guys do. A lot of guys are not looking for someone necessarily. They say that they are, but they're not. They're looking for sex. They're hunting for sex. And they know that they can tell you that they want a relationship because that'll make you more likely to have sex with them. And it's like the allure of the promise of a relationship that never happens and it never will. That's why men who say they want a relationship, I don't even think it's really that important anymore to ask if a man wants a relationship because everything about his actions will tell you if he wants one or not. Honestly, everything about that man's actions will tell you if he really wants one. Some guys will tell you themselves they want a relationship, but that does not mean that they are truly dedicated to building an emotional connection with a woman and making it work with someone that he likes. That's not the case. I have seen this happen so many times. It doesn't work. You literally just have to watch his actions. Everything that he says is irrelevant. Men just lie. They lie by nature. You have to look at what they're doing. And at this point, I feel like in a lot of ways, um, a lot of the disappointments happen because we're listening to what they're saying and we're trying to believe that men don't lie, but they do. They lie a lot. They lie a lot. And so and the thing is, is that they don't even know that they're lying. They don't know. They think that they're telling you the truth by saying that they want a relationship. They think that they're telling you what they actually want. But in reality, nothing about their actions aligns with that because they have no self-awareness. They're telling you everything that you want to hear because deep down, maybe they think that's what they want. But nothing about their actions shows that they've prepared for a real relationship or that they're ready for that or that they've done the emotional work required to have a real committed, serious relationship with a woman. So really, as a woman, it is your best interest to probably just like forget what he's saying. Like, yeah, listen to them. Sure. But disregard it because it's almost always irrelevant. Just look at what they're doing, because what how they move will tell you everything about where they're at in life and if they can be taken seriously or not. And, you know, generally speaking, the disappointment comes in where we're so focused on what they're saying because it sounds so good that we forget what they're doing. And they'll tell you the world, especially if they're very articulate. They'll tell you everything that you want to hear. But what are they actually doing? So, you know, I think it's just unfortunate that we even have to have this conversation because I think hookup culture has created this environment where like we are boundary and that people don't really communicate what's really happening, what's going on, the feelings that are involved. But I think that like we just have to tell the truth. And I think the truth is a lot of women stand to benefit from just opting out of hookup culture altogether because the lack of boundaries is just so messed up. And one thing I want to hit on too, I touched on this earlier in the episode, but I want to bring this back around to really hone on this. Y'all do understand that Freedom from responsibility is not true liberation, right? If you liberate yourself from any real responsibility, you won't experience what it is that you want. So a lot of men don't know this. I think because they're children, they act like a child. They have a Peter Pan mentality. But you know what I'm talking about? Like a Peter Pan syndrome, meaning they never want to grow up. But part of being an adult is understanding that like the love and the affection and the commitment that you're seeking is not freedom from responsibility, right? So women inherently know this because we are kind of constrained in society to some degree. So we understand that we may want a family with children and a husband, but that sort of freedom to make that choice comes with responsibility. We become incredibly responsible for the outcome of that family. We do, right? We know that we may want kids, but it comes at a cost. Men are not really taught the same thing. They're taught that in regards to like their career, like their career, they have to work hard and that things cost and they'll, They'll tell you all day long about a cost-benefit analysis. And they'll tell you all day long about the stock market and the costs and the benefits of this, that, and the third. But when it comes to building a relationship, a lot of men cannot accurately describe the cost. And so they may want a family. They may want a wife, but they don't know what that costs them. Not really. They think they know because they hear a bunch of incels complaining about having to go to work every day. Boo-hoo, women go to work too. They got to pay bills. Boo-hoo, we all do that. But the cost is that you have to understand that responsibility is the key part in getting what you want. Same thing with accountability. If you really want love and commitment and fulfillment in your relationships, it requires accountability. You have to be accountable to that person. You have to be responsible with that person's emotions. And everybody does not want to do that because it's hard. It's annoying being responsible for someone else's emotions. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. But when you become deeply intertwined with someone, like you're really in love. You need to consider that person's emotions and feelings when you do things. Sincerely, like if you know that you're going to make a decision that's going to deeply hurt your partner, you have to consider that before you make that call. It's always your choice. But it's your responsibility to look after that person's heart and emotions and protect them and protect your relationship. But a lot of people won't tell you that because everything's about being an individual. No, when you're in a couple, specifically if it's a serious long-term commitment, you have to make decisions that will literally affect the other person. What you do in your life affects them. So taking care of them is taking care of yourself in a lot of ways. Taking care of your relationship or protecting your relationship is protecting your investment in that other person. Protecting their emotions and feelings safeguards your own because if that person's hurting, you're going to be hurt too. If that person is upset, you're going to be upset too and it's going to cause a disruption in the equilibrium of your relationship. It's literally not freedom from responsibility and accountability. You're going to have boundaries. If you are in a relationship with someone, you need good boundaries to make sure you're not with a narcissist or an abuser right? You just need boundaries. So being in a relationship is not freedom from basic common sense, common decency, boundaries, like accountability, responsibility, all of those things you're going to need in any other aspect of your life. But a lot of y'all have convinced yourselves that you can get away with all of that and still win in the end, and you cannot. Hookup culture teaches you that you can disregard all of those things and still live a happy life, but that's not the case. Most people do not have the personality type to have lots of casual sex with no repercussions most people are not built that way or socialized that way that is just the facts so when you're considering you know hookup culture and the benefits of it understand that like when we this we told men that they could just have sex with us and not do anything for us not care for us not protect our emotions and our feelings not you know try to create boundaries that will protect the relationship and protect our emotional investment in them We opened the door for them to disregard any care for us as human beings, as women. We disregarded the few things that we actually need to feel secure, right? Women need security to build that sense of love and trust in a man. And y'all literally told them they're free to not do those things. They're free to not build that sort of real um, commitment and connection that will lead to like a long lasting relationship. And then when you're surprised that they don't want to do it, it's because you told them they don't have to. That was our message to them. You don't have to worry about it. Don't do that. We can just have sex and it's fine. No, it's not fine. It's not. It's, it's really not. You are literally just having sex. That man just feels like you're just having sex. He's He's scratching an itch. You are spending emotional collateral with that man. In most cases, because like I said, the difference is we are completely different in context. Men are just having a biological urge. Some women are just having a biological urge. But most of us understand that even if you are not emotionally connected to the act of having sex, the repercussions of sex going wrong benefits us in a a huge way. Right. We're talking about children. Um, It it, it could be. It could be bad for us in a way that it's not for men. And so we have to move differently, which means that even if you're not necessarily emotionally attached to the act of having sex, because I don't think I am, I'm not emotionally attached to having sex. My, my sex, having sex is, is a confirmation of my emotional attachment in some instances. It is not a sign necessarily that the sex in and of itself is what makes me feel something. Does that make sense? So like I decide, that when I have decided, to, and I guess, you know, in the future, what I'm doing is that the sex for me is a confirmation of how I feel. And so I'm not going to give a man the confirmation of how I feel about him until he has confirmed that he feels something for me. He He's confirmed with his actions that he does genuinely care and has an emotional stake in the relationship. I don't believe that every woman is deeply entrenched in the idea of romanticism to the point where having sex just makes her crazy in love with him. But I do think that sex for many women is a function to, to um, I guess, get something in exchange from a man, meaning get security, right? So the sex that we are giving to men or giving to our partners is a way of saying, I like you. I'm invested in this. I want this to work. So you're having sex with him. In exchange, he can provide some sort of security and boundaries to protect you and your emotional investment. So if you have kids together, there is something that can sustain, right? But if you're not engaging with this in any real way, it's gonna be problematic for you. Less hookup culture, more dating, more courtship. Less hookup culture, more dating, more courtship. Because dating is a negotiation. Dating is an exchange between two different people. You are saying as a woman, I am young or not young, I'm beautiful, I am this, this, that, and the third, I want a man. I have the capacity to raise and rear children. So that means that I need to pick someone who's the best fit for the job. And I know some of you are gonna be mad because you're gonna say, oh, I do not want kids. Oh, blah, blah, blah. That's not the point. The point is that most of us can have children. And if we end up with the wrong person and get pregnant, what are you going to do? This is real woman talk. This is strategy. What happens if you get pregnant by the wrong guy? And then they overturn Roe v. Wade. We got to think like real women, grown women. What would a grown woman do in that situation? If you know that you got knocked up by the wrong dude and you're stuck with having that kid, that is not necessarily all that um, improbable anymore. So that means that the decisions that we make as women matter, right? So when I talk about hookup culture, it can be dangerous because you could derail your entire life for some dude to, to do what? You know what I mean? And I know, once again, I hear the rebuttal. Oh, well, I'm not derailing my life. Most women who are in poverty have children with no partner. The reason why women are more likely to be in poverty is because we are more likely to have children. We are having the babies and we are having them without the parents involved, the other, the other person involved. So we are trying to go in alone as a single parent. And that's what leads to poverty because we don't make enough on our own in most instances. A lot of women make less than men on average. So literally most of us don't make enough to support a child on one income. Hello, this is just data, right? So if we're talking about how hookup culture can really harm us, not only emotionally can it be somewhat violent towards women because we're having sex with men who never truly cared for us, never even pretended to care, but we're also putting ourselves in actual socioeconomic danger because you could derail your life playing these reindeer games. So anyway, you know, I know that, like I said, I have benefited in some way from hookup culture, but I think that the conversations around this need to be a lot more nuanced than what I'm seeing. Um, This is not to say that women can't have casual sex, but just understand the risk and understand that if you are having casual sex, it needs to benefit you as a woman. Have sex with men that you have vetted, that you feel are truly going to care for you and create a good experience. Otherwise, you're just having sex to have sex and you're chasing validation. I truly believe the difference between women who are having good casual sex that feels fulfilling that they enjoy versus women who are chasing validation and want male attention is that women who truly care about their own liberation, who care about just enjoying themselves are going to pick men that can give them a good time. You're going to get something out of it. Women who just want male validation don't care. They're just making themselves vessels for male pleasure. There's a difference. You know, that's why I can't really be mad about hookup culture, because in some ways I've benefited from having that freedom to have sex and not get pregnant or whatever else. You know what I mean? So like, I enjoy my shenanigans. I do. I have a good time. But I also understand that long term, thinking about where I'm at in my life right now and where I want to take it, I only want people who are able to invest in me. And if the man is not going to invest in me emotionally to make sure that I'm safe and cared for, then like, I don't want it anymore. And it's not because I wasn't having a good time, but it's because I understand now that I'm in a certain place in my life, I cannot allow for random men who are not providing for me emotionally and truly invested in me. Like they want to see me grow. They want to be on this journey with me. I can't afford to have a bunch of temporary men in my DMs or temporary men in my phone I don't want that for my life. I I want something more substantial and more long-term, which means that I'm going to have to vet these guys much harder, right? And a lot of them are not going to make it because like I said, a lot of these dudes don't have their taxi light, their cab light on. They don't have it on. They are focused right now on just getting by, having a good time and like being with whatever women will allow them inside their vaginas. That's it. Most of them are, I truly believe if I have a, if I have a relationship with a man, it's going to be by accident at this point, like by accident, the guy's going to realize that he caught feelings for me and he's just going to have to stick around at that point. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I'm not too fond of the men who just turn their, their cab light on and just pick up the next woman that they see because those guys tend to be very unhappy in their marriages. They weren't. They weren't strategic. They just picked the first woman that came along, which means that they there could have been a better fit for them out there that could have made them happier had they had more patience. So yeah, I, I think that right now, if I were to meet someone, it would be luck of the draw. It would be like, I just got incredibly lucky to find that person and that that person was incredibly lucky to find me. And we just coincidentally like each other at the same time and fall in love. That's how I think it's gonna have to happen because I, I just, I abhor men who just marry women because they're around and I don't want that for myself. And I think that's my way out of hookup culture. Unfortunately, um, it's very hard to find men who intentionally seek a wife because they're ready. But once again, those guys could still, it. how do I phrase it? I think that there's a difference between intentionally seeking someone and then just like picking somebody up off the side of the road. So I do think men who are intentional are incredibly attractive, but whenever whenever I see guys who are like super intentional to the point where they're like, I know I want to get married soon, so I'm looking for someone, I get kind of nervous, right? But if, if a man who decides that he just happens to stumble acro- across you, he may not be looking for a relationship at that moment, but maybe we just happen to meet. And that coincidental meeting and he coincidentally likes me, you know, it just kind of like catches him by surprise. I think him taking decisive and intentional action to pursue me and show that he's invested in me, that would appeal to me. Less men who are focused on the outcome and more about men who are focused on the connection and the person. I think that intentionality... And in pursuing that connection and pursuing me as a woman versus just trying to get anyone to marry them. I think that's the difference. One is outcome dependent. One is like this can only happen with this one person. So I want this one person in my life, no matter what actually happens, no matter if we get married, no matter if we just not end up working out. I want this person. So I'm gonna chase after this specific person. That I think that's the best way out of this scenario at the moment. But you guys can let me know how you feel. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. And I hope that this was actually a very good conversation to have or a good episode, because I think it was. Um, If you have a a differing opinion, definitely reach out to me on the It's More Than Potential Instagram page where I talk about this podcast and much more. Um, Don't forget to rate um, the podcast five stars. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to review us. And, you know, give us some, give us some love, you know, that's the best way to show that you support us and you support what we do here. That being said, I hope you guys have a great day and I'll catch you later in the next episode.